Hello and welcome to Get Flushed, the world's favourite sanitation podcast. My name's Pete. Our episode sponsor today is Service Corp, the easy-to-use software for liquid waste and roll-off operators that helps you get jobs done, get paid and provide better service to customers. We'll hear more about Service Corp later in the show. Today's episode features an interview with Cam Mystery from Gloucestershire in the UK. Cam has patented a modern, non-contact alternative to the toilet brush, which is called the Shifter. That's Shifter with two Fs. I'll put a link in the notes, but you can learn more by visiting shifter.com. This episode builds on the key themes we've explored in the show so far this season. It's about a sanitation entrepreneur. It's about an invention that has the potential to significantly reduce the environmental impact of using the bathroom. And it's about a wider process of changing people's behaviours and the way they think about sanitation. Cam was really easy to talk to. He's got a bright, bubbly personality, and we shared a lot of laughs while we were recording this interview. I hope you'll enjoy it as much as I did. Cam, lovely to meet you. Welcome to Get Flushed. Nice to meet you, Pete. Thanks for the opportunity. Get Flushed is a proud history of interviewing entrepreneurs and innovators and people who are bringing new products to the sanitation market. And Cam, you definitely fit into that category. Thanks, Pete. Cam's developed a product called Shifter, which is the world's first alternative toilet brush, I think is the way you've described it. It is a first. However, actually, I should say something there. Someone did come up with the idea at the same time as me, but unfortunately, they fell by the wayside because they created a product which was incredibly technical and mechanical, too expensive with too many things going wrong, and they fell by the wayside. We did it about the same time, total coincidence, but I took a slightly different approach and and made something which was um, simple to use and hopefully cheap enough and affordable enough for people to buy. So... uh, Uh, I hope you don't mind me mentioning that there. I thought I'd put the facts out there. That's the whole reason you're here. You messaged me to begin with on Facebook just saying, hey, Pete, I've got this new product in development. Love to come and talk to you about it on the show. And that was quite a while ago. You've been really busy behind the scenes since then, I think. I think it was November time. And I knew you were taking a break over Christmas because you had a lot to do. I've been working on things since then, doing some more publicity, getting more interest. and, And it's looking quite good. Let's set the scene. Are you an inventor, Cam? Have you got a background in engineering design and have you done this before? Is it a completely random? I think um, I'm quite good at fixing things. Um, I'd say more sort of complex problems rather than DIY because I'm not very good at that at all. But am I an inventor? I suppose I, officially I am now because I've, I've got a patent. So I suppose, that, you know, as the shifter now is a patented product. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm an inventor, I guess. And when you meet people at dinner parties for the first time, that's how you're introducing yourself now, is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, COVID dinner parties have been a bit few and far between. But um, after a few drinks, I'll probably start talking about myself. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell everyone I'm a podcaster and people sort of yawn and walk away at that point. But <laughs> <laughs> All right. So tell us about the shifter in simple language. What is it? Why is it? How does it work? It's actually quite simple. I haven't met anyone yet who enjoys using a toilet brush to clean the toilet. I mean, we can go into more detail about the various deficiencies of toilet brushes. But basically, people are generally pretty grossed out by using them and even looking at them, quite frankly, especially if someone else has used it and left it there. And the shift is different in the sense it's really simple, but it's just a handheld jet wash. I'll try and explain this without getting too detailed, but um, the gist of it is when anyone goes to the toilet... You flush the toilet, but unfortunately, sometimes it hasn't cleaned the pan. So what do you do then? I mean, me, I used to repeat flush. So, you know, it might be flushed two or three times to no avail. 
or actually just squirt some bleach down there knowing that it will eventually, the bleach will clean it off. But the shifter is simple because basically after you've sat down and you've got up and realised, you know, you flush the toilet, it hasn't quite done what you'd like it to do, you squeeze the bottle, aim the jet of water and it just cleans it off. It's that simple. I mean, obviously, the first thing you think of is, can't you just do that with an empty bleach bowl or something like that? And, and the truth is you can, because that's actually how I discovered it, in the sense that one day I went to do my bleach thing to put some bleach down, and then realized the bleach bowl was nearly empty. So I filled it up with water and just realized, oh, right, water's much less viscous. It comes out at high pressure, you can squeeze it, and it just blasted the, the bowl clean. I thought, great. And then after that, I thought, well, that's just a bottle, isn't it, really? had a chat with a friend and they said well yeah true but really in a bathroom you want something to look nice and also we discussed the fact that there's a safety issue as well you can't have a bleach bottle which the kids might confuse and pick up and then potentially do themselves some harm after that it was a case of trying to design something that worked eventually after the second iteration designs we came up with a shifter what we're actually talking about is removing skid marks is bottom line yeah that's yeah. <laughs> thanks pete i didn't want to say it it's a sanitation podcast we're not going to be embarrassed about the language but you go to the bathroom <laughs> and you leave marks on the bowl in the toilet yeah and this shifter is just a hygienic clean non-contact method of removing those marks absolutely that's right yeah it makes so much sense and why is no one else thought about this before it's a simple idea and it works it hadn't been done i thought actually let's do this uh, i've got a website now which you know showcases the shifter over 12 months I had about 5600 visitors to the website but also about 70,000 people searched for terms which would lead them to the website so realistically we're talking about thousands of people putting in search terms for alternative to the toilet brush and that basically shows there is an interest for the product so at the moment, we're in a really good position. Everyone goes to the bathroom, and some people go to the bathroom more than once a day. So it's, that demand's never going to go away. It, there will never be a point in human evolution, in our life, certainly, but, it, but in, in the future where humans don't go to the bathroom. It's just impossible. Yeah, you're right. It's that straightforward. And it is a strange thing. Like you say, if we, if we look at the world around us, how things have developed, technology's moved on. But I, I'd say decades maybe 100 years we've been using toilet brushes but nothing's actually changed that i mean i know that there have been some silicon brushes but it's the same thing still you still have to go through the process of the contact and the hygiene issues that you have with that and that's where the the traditional toilet brush falls apart or falls down the floor <laughs> yeah. in the in the toilet brush approach is that if it's in contact with that fecal matter in the toilet bowl there's a risk that that fecal matter and certainly the germs will be left on the brush, which means they then present a hazard in the bathroom. And yeah, mostly they have a wee pot, don't they, that the brush stands in. Yeah. But it's still been in contact with poo, bottom line. Yeah. As, as you mentioned, the, the pot there, I mean, someone contacted me the other day with some feedback and they said, yeah, they said one of the things they hate is that you have to empty that pot at some stage. and It's a pretty gross thing to do. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. It's the, the action as well of moving the toilet brush from the pot when it's dirty and wet to the toilet you know you get drips everywhere so it's not generally seen as a very um hygienic kind of um way of cleaning toilets but it's something we've accepted for years and and interestingly enough if we're talking about being a, a dinner party guest i remember about three years ago i, I bumped into someone I hadn't seen her for about 20 years and, and i said hi jane how are you doing and we had a quick chat and she said what are you doing now and i said i basically started telling what i was doing and she went stop and I thought I'd crossed the line by talking about cleaning toilets to someone I hadn't seen for years. And she said, stop, get on with it. 
I want to buy three. I don't even have toilet brushes in my house because I think they're so disgusting. So the feedback you get from people is get on with it and do it. Um, so I'm hoping, I'm, in a weird way, I'm hoping I'm pushing an open door. When you first messaged it through and I saw it, my initial reaction before I'd read it was, get out of here. <laughs> you know, the squeezy bottle to flush the toilet or to clean the toilet. But that's a really naive reaction. And, and I'll admit, I hadn't actually read what you'd sent me. It was just you, your one-liner was, I've got this alternative to a toilet brush. Hmm. And then when I looked at it and I thought about it and I talked about it with my missus, she said exactly the same thing as your friend Jane. Why wouldn't you want one of them? It certainly does change the way you do things. I mean, I've been using a makeshift one at home. Because I came up with the idea in, I think it was 2014. I never used to use a toilet brush before. I found that I had a toilet brush, but it just sat there covered in dust because I never actually used it. And then I totally lost track of what I used to do. And it it took um, a a gentleman at the local, we call them growth hubs um, in the UK, where you know you go and see business organizations that try and help you with your ideas. And a a guy called Andy Kime reminded me about the environmental aspects of it. And I I knew it could save water because I'd referred to not having to panic flush, you know, we need to flush the toilet several times. And he said, actually, mate, you need to explore that a bit more when you look at how much water you can save. And he and we did some calculations. And this is what I found was quite staggering is, is the amount of water that we use to flush toilets. I've obviously researched these stats, but in the UK, we have 27.8 million households with an average um, household number of 2.4 people flushing an average of five times a day with an average of six litres of water in the system. Multiply all that out, and that's basically two billion litres of drinking quality water that we flush down the toilet a day, which equates to 730 billion litres of water a year. And that's just the UK. That statistic in itself is frightening. I was amazed by it. And then, I say, if we're flushing 730 billion litres of water a year down the toilet, Lake Windermere, which um, is, I think it's the biggest lake in England, that actually only has 300 billion litres of water. And it's 10 and a half miles long, one mile wide and 220 feet deep. So it's mind-blowing. it does make you think. With the shifter, if it reduces the need to flush multiple times, if you literally just, everyone just flushed once less each day, that would save 146 billion litres of water. And that's before we even started to talk about the savings of uh, bleach, toilet cleaner and plastic as well. So the environmental bits really stack up. And I have to admit, I'd, I'd totally forgotten about repeat flushing because I've been using a makeshift one at home for years. So I haven't had to do that. So it, sometimes it takes someone to actually step back and actually tell you some of the other advantages of it. Can I get really bogged down in the detail? And, and I'll explain why I want to do this. As a portable restroom operator, yeah. one of the biggest challenges service technicians face is fecal matter around the bowl of the toilet and if they're an open tank portable restroom there is no water to flush with when the technician arrives on site they get their brush out and they scrub away which you know if you go to another toilet you're using a brush that's already been in contact so we're back to the contact issue with fuel prices at an all-time high every extra hour our drivers are out on the road is costing at least a hundred dollars driver wages and fuel are the biggest cost of pro's businesses which means inefficient routes are the number one thing eating into our profits currently. This all sounds familiar, then you might ask yourself, are my routes optimized? Do my stop orders maximize service time and minimize windshield time? Is each route close to eight hours? We all want to cut back on overtime. Do my routes have the right amount of stops and no overlap? If you answered no or unsure about any of these, then you should look at Service Core software. 
Service Core is an easy-to-use software built specifically for liquid waste and roll-off businesses. It's going to help you get your jobs done, get paid, and provide better service to all your customers. Service Core's routing engine is going to make sure all your routes are optimized, balanced, and dense with only a few clicks. So you can go to sleep at night knowing you're getting every last dollar of profit you can out of each of your routes. Now's the time you need to be thinking about this. Come see what we can do at www.servicecore.com. How much water does the bottle hold and how many decent squirts would you get from that single fill? Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at it um, holding about 750 milliliters. So you should be able to get, you probably get about three to five uses out of it before you just fill it up from the tap. I think in sort of uh, public restrooms and things or um, portaloos or what have you, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily ideal for those. It's more, more for homes and maybe small businesses and hotels. Also, one of the reasons why people don't necessarily touch toilet brushes when they go into a public toilet because someone else has touched it, which turns people off. Someone was having that discussion with me the other day about, you know, the business to business market. I think moreover, it's a business to consumer product. However, once I get the traction, I think the business to business market is quite strong because we actually are talking about changing our behaviors, aren't we? We're not just talking about using a different type of brush. We're saying, actually, after you've done a number two, instead of leaving the toilet in a mess, you clean it straight away, which means someone else hasn't do it. So there's a slight educational element to it. But I think it's something that people adapt to really well. Interesting you say that. The guests I've spoken to in, in the last couple of weeks recording for the season ahead, all of them have said that the biggest challenge to sanitation is public education. People have really ingrained habits. And what you, you are trying to persuade them to do is to change the way they operate. But the goal is to increase the cleanliness of the bathroom. Yeah, and I think um, with this one, in a way, it's it's a positive change in the sense that if you go to someone else's house and you go for a poo, a lot of people won't even do that because they're worried about leaving skid marks, as you mentioned. But if there's something that after you've gone, you literally pick it up, it literally takes seconds to just jet wash it off, you're more inclined to do it. It's a positive change rather than, it's actually something easy for you to do rather than having to flush several times and you can hear everyone at the other end going, oh, you can hear him flushing several times. <laughs> oh, and also you can just basically just clean it and feel guilt-free. You know, you've done it, you've, everything's fine. It does work in, in, sort of on, in several ways like that because what I found is that, you know, when you think about it, you think, all oh, right, so I need to jet wash this It'll take ages. No, it doesn't. It literally takes seconds. I think I timed it once if it, the shifter was empty. And then to go to the tap, fill it with water, put the lid back on, squirt it. And it, honestly, it took about 15 or 20 seconds. So it's actually really, really quick to use. So it, it should be, a, it's a positive change, which I think people will em, embrace if you can say such a thing. We've got a, a wee device. We've got a spa pool a hot tub and we've got a wee device which works the other way around it's a squeezy bottle but when you have stones and leaves and stuff in the bottom of the spa you squirt the squeezy bottle and it sucks in so it's basically a reverse adaptation of that sort of thing yeah yeah it just makes a lot of sense i, I i'm sold genuinely no oh thanks pete no, I, th- I think i just really want to get on with it really i mean i've taken a, f- a few months off work to try and make sure i can get it off the ground because now that i've got the pattern what i don't want to do is be sitting around in a year's time and someone says to you how's it going with the pattern i don't know because i've been working full time for a year and haven't done anything with it it's time to get on with it can we talk about that journey then Kem? so you come up with this idea as far back as 2014 what have you actually had to do to get to the point where you're on the verge of going into production 
initially I looked at it thinking, you know, this is just a squeezable bottle. That's not really of interest. But then having had a think about it, actually, if it was nicely designed, it is saleable because everyone wants something nice in their bathroom or their cloakroom. There was an initiative at a local university where they were helping inventors and they helped me develop the product. They came up with some designs, but unfortunately, the end result wasn't quite what I wanted. So I contracted uh, another design company to work on it. They presented me with three different ways of achieving it. And the one which stood out was the, uh, the current design that we have. And it was just about there. It looked good. And once I had that, it was a case of um, looking at ways to actually get it out there and protect it if I could with the patent, which I managed to file for the patent before I did anything else. And then it was a case of raising the money. I'll be quite honest, I had an absolutely disastrous experience um, a good few years back because people talk about using things like crowdfunding platforms like Kickstarter. I thought, okay, I'll have a go at that and started the Kickstarter, you know, have everything, had everything lined up. And then unfortunately, um, my Facebook crashed. And one of the things you do is you contact people to say, hey, can you follow? And I thought, do you know what? I am not going to spam my contacts not knowing if they'd already had the message. So I wasn't too keen on that. And then also there was a technical issue with my broadband and my broadband connection got disconnected and didn't come back on for two months because there was something they couldn't find. So you can't really do an online funding campaign without a broadband connection. And then, so things came to a bit of a stop and I thought, actually, I'll plug away at it. Got back onto doing things properly with the help of the local Gloucestershire Growth Hub. They helped me with the product development aspects, everything I needed to do to make it attractive, all the things I needed to do to pitch it and what have you. And that's been really helpful. And then whilst that was all happening, thankfully, the pattern has come through. And what I also did was make the website much more visible. And as I mentioned, I get lots of people who find the website easily and get lots of positive feedback. So I've got to this stage now, finally got to a position where, hang on, I can protect the product, the intellectual property. The shifter name's been trademarked as well. Uh, and also, I'm in a position where I've got research from people filling in forms on the website, giving their feedback. And I'm delighted to say that I've had about 150 responses from people just filling in the form. And 99% say they'd buy one if it was available now. And reassuringly, they think that the price is um, on the button. However, I actually want to bring the price down a bit to make it more accessible if I can. What price point are you thinking about at the moment then, Cam? Well, in, in the UK, um, uh, you might have to help me out with um, conversions, but um, there's two versions of the product, one which sits in a stand and another which sits in a stand in which you can actually put a bottle of bleach or toilet cleaner behind it as well. One would be 15 and one would be £20. I'd like to bring it down a bit. But that's a fairly accessible price point. From a pricing perspective, it's a case of looking at competitors, you know, people who do sort of high quality brushes, not actually the really expensive ones, but the sort of quality under the market. And they're all about 20, 25 pounds, but they are still toilet brushes at the end of the day. So looking at it, thinking, actually, that all makes sense. And I think the feedback that I've had says the price is, is good. But like I say, I want to bring it down so I can make it more accessible. As a result of coming on Get Flush, what can I do or what can Get Flush do to help you in your journey? Where are you now and what, what do you need to happen next? Essentially, it's great to be in front of an audience um, who, well, basically it's the target audience because I'm at the stage where I'm looking at two options. I either license it or I raise the funds to go into production myself. Obviously, licensing it is easy. 
well, it's the easy option in the sense that, you know, you sit back and you just take some royalties as, as sales go through. But for me, I, I'd rather I'd rather run it myself because I'd like to do something good with it in the sense that, you know, if you, if you run it yourself, it's more profitable. But when I'm talking about being more profitable, what I'd like to do is give away lots of profits to good causes. And having listened to some of your other podcasts, I think um, it slots in very nicely with some of the other guests you have. I think I think it was Sari Lorilla who was working on dry toilets. What I'd like is to to make the product really successful and then give away a big chunk of the profits, A, to um, causes and charities related to conditions like IBS, Crohn's, colitis, anything to do with sort of digestive disorders. You can, you can see the link there with, with what the shifter is. But also to give half of it away for sanitation projects, because we mentioned it earlier, we're talking about flushing drinking quality water to flush billions of litres down a toilet. And in so many countries, um, people still don't have access to fresh, clean drinking water. And I think that's kind of almost criminal. I think it hit me one day when, um, oddly enough, where I discovered the shifter in the bathroom of where I used to live. One day I was in the kitchen of the same house and I was rinsing my recycling in the sink. And I was thinking, I'm rinsing my recycling and people don't have clean drinking water. It, it just almost felt criminal. And I thought, I've got to do something about this. And hopefully I can. I think you're really well positioned to connect with people who can help you make this happen. I'm not going to say that they're exclusively listeners to Get Flush, but I know that I've had people on the show who have got manufacturing plants. I'm guessing there's going to be a plastic component, which means that you're going to be looking for some form of vacuum or rotational plastic molding premises. Yeah, that's blow molding, I think, is the technique. I've got some good friends and I've, I've got listeners to the show who are in that industry. So hopefully if there's anyone there listening who can connect with Cam, and either help him bring it to life or set him in the right direction to bring it to life. And then we've, we've had other guests who are already selling sanitation-based products. So the obvious one would be B-Day. Billy Joe came on last year. She's up in Auckland in New Zealand. So it's a, a pump bottle that puts a really layer of smooth, non-allergenic, perfumed foam onto your toilet tissue. And it turns that toilet tissue into a luxury wet wipe, which dissolves when you flush it. I haven't listened to that one. No, no. And then the other avenue is that there is a whole cluster of people who are working in that sanitation innovation space. And if they're listening, I would urge them to get in contact with you. I'll, I'll send you some details. But there are organizations in the world that invest in sanitation initiatives because you're quite right. This is so important environmentally, socially, culturally, emotionally. Proper sanitation is such an important issue. That sounds good. It's a weird position to be in when, when you're kind of plugging a product in, you know, that you're working on. I try not to get too boring about it. I don't bring it up in every conversation I have. But whenever I mention it to any people I've not even met before, and I'm talking about cleaning skid marks off a toilet, and they are genuinely really enthused by it. So why hasn't anyone come up with this before? Strange, but maybe I've just been lucky. And hopefully I can really make it work because a decent product which works it cleans toilets it helps the environment and you know we can also raise a lot of money for for good causes i'd like to be comfortable financially well off but there is a lot of money to give away here because as i mentioned millions of households billions of toilets so the market's huge so it'd be great to do something that actually actually constructive one question that i'd, I'd like to ask is have you pitched it to any of the 
toilet chemical manufacturers, the ones who produce the bleach in the squirty bottles or the, the duck-shaped necks bottles. That's really interesting because I, I, I kind of think about it at times, but I'm kind of wondering, is it good for them or is it bad for them? Because it would affect their sales. But at the same time, maybe they need to be in on it because they can actually benefit from the actual shift. And also, they all go on about environmental friendliness. I mean, this is the way to do it, really. Yeah, I mean, there's two sides to that equation, isn't there? One, they'll see you as a threat to their sales and they'll poo-poo the idea. Forgive the really terrible pun. (laughs) They'll rubbish the idea and persuade people that they don't need your product. Or they could actually be really enlightened and see that it could enhance their products hugely. Yeah, I mean, like you said, there's two sides to it. I mean, I've always erred on the side that they'll see it as a threat. But as you mentioned, it's an opportunity for them as well. So I think I might actually give it a go. Don't be put off because I think you've actually stumbled across or you've developed a product that's actually really innovative and really simple. And it's one that will appeal to lots of people. Thanks, Pete. And oddly enough, you you said stumbled across a product. You're actually right because I wasn't looking to invent anything. I just happened to get off the toilet one day, pick up an empty bleach bottle and realize that it worked. So It's cool. If there are any Get Flush listeners out there who can help Cam with his development, then um, I urge them to get in touch. And perhaps, Cam, you best tell us how people can find out about the Shifter and then make contact with you. The website is uh, shifter.com. That's S-H-I-F-F-T-E-R.com. And if you send me an email at hello at shifter.com, that'd be great. Alternatively, you just search for alternative to toilet brush on Google or Bing, if you want, and um, it should come up in the search results. So it'd be great to hear from anyone. Any help appreciated, but I think I'm just about to crack it, but I could do with, uh, you know, some inside help from people who, who uh, people in the industry. And, and, it, and it's really good to have been on, on the podcast today. You're welcome, Cam. I'm always keen to feature people who are, are just trying to innovate and develop new approaches and new ideas. And it's my pleasure to, to bring you into the show and share your story with the rest of the listeners. The bottom line, another cheap pun there, but the bottom line is that you could reduce the environmental impact of cleaning skid marks massively. And you're only talking about the UK at the minute, but when you multiply those figures globally, this is mind-blowing stuff. It's just unfathomable. I have to admit, when I started off the project, it was literally, quite frankly, cleaning skid marks off without using a toilet brush was seen to be a, a pretty good win. But then it's when you start to look at all the other benefits, you think, wow, they're, they're, you know, these, these, are, these are kind of um, side effects of the whole thing. And it's amazing that, they're, uh, that, that there's so much, so much positive stuff to come from. I'm hoping I can really make it a reality because it'd, it'd be quite exciting. I look forward to following the journey and I hope you'll be a regular guest on Get Flush. You'll come back and tell us how everything's going and um, hand on heart. I really wish you well. I, you know, I'm excited for you. I think it's a great story and uh, I look forward to seeing the shift on the supermarket shelves soon. Brilliant. Thanks, Pete. It's been an absolute pleasure. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. As Cam mentioned during that interview, he's still working to bring the shifter into production and he'd love to hear from anyone that could help him in that journey. If you're into plastics, manufacturing or distribution and you'd like to know more, please get in touch with Cam through hello at shifter.com. Before I close today, I'd like to thank John, Joy, Wendy and the rest of the team at Service Corps for their support. I'll put links in the notes for the show, but please visit servicecorps.com if you'd like to know more or arrange a demonstration. In my next episode, I'll be thinking about how portable restroom operators and sanitation providers can grow their businesses. 
That one will be out on April the 23rd, but in the meantime, please visit patreon.com slash getflushed, where a modest subscription will get you early access to every episode and bonus material that's not available elsewhere. Once again, thank you for your time. I've been Pete, and you've been listening to Get Flushed, the world's favourite sanitation podcast, brought to you today by Service Corps.